Zach, I know how you feel. That's great. Well, good morning, everyone. And thank you, Gordon, and thank you, Trevor. So how are you doing? How are you doing? Now, that's, that's not so much a general question, and it's got nothing to do with a certain character in a 90s sitcom series called Friends. So if you're there and you're thinking, just shake that out of your head very quickly. No, on this the last day of 2017, and as we're about to enter 2018, which is just incredible to think of, the question that I really want to ask you this morning is this. No matter what age or stage of life you're at, here's the question I'd like to ask everyone today. How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing in your faith? And I think that is an appropriate question to ask on the kind of last day of the year as we're about to start a new year too a church congregation. How are you doing spiritually? Are you doing well or not so good? Are you thriving or are you barely surviving? Or maybe you're just somewhere in between. This is a day, it's also a week, when many people assess and reassess certain aspects of their lives. And so some people decide today, well, I'm going to give up certain things. Others decide I'm going to start doing other things. And although New Year's resolutions can be a good thing or maybe not such a good thing, I don't want to talk about those. What I want to do this morning is I want to ask you, every single person, as I say, irrespective of age, I want to ask you to consider undergoing a spiritual health check. At some stage of today, or this week, the first week of 2018, I want you to kind of reflect on where you are spiritually. I want you to press refresh if you think that's necessary. And I also want to encourage you to refocus on Jesus. And apart from the fact that New Year's Eve does seem like a great opportunity to do that, the other reason for thinking about this this morning is in preparation for our day of prayer and fasting, which is happening this Wednesday. It's happening from 8 a.m. right through to 9 p.m. And different people are engaging with this in different ways, but the cabin up at Malone Avenue is going to be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. We're going to gather three times for corporate prayer at 8 a.m. for half an hour, at 12 noon for half an hour, and then at 8 p.m. for one hour. But during the time in between, we're just encouraging you to come for 10 minutes, for an hour, and just to pray to pray for our church. This is a significant year in the life of this church. And we just want as many people as possible to congregate, to come and to pray. Some people are working. Some people said, listen, I can't come, but I do want to pray. And so there are sheets at the side, there are those doors where you can sign up and say, listen, I'm going to pray in that half an hour slot when I'm at work or when I'm at home or even if I'm in the cabin. So please do that. But apart from that, do come. And the reason I want you also to come is that every person that does come, we're going to be giving this little booklet out. Sorry, the next one there, Matt, for me. This little booklet, Spiritual Health Check, which kind of encourages everyone to undertake a bit of a personal MOT and review. So let me ask you again, how are you doing spiritually? I recognize that lots of people would say, well, look, I know I should be growing. I know I should be progressing. But in all honesty, I've come a bit stuck. My faith's got a bit static. It's kind of flatlined almost. 
In fact, for some people, if they were really honest, would even say, do you know something? I'm in a kind of spiritual drift. I'm not progress, I'm, I'm, I'm heading backwards. And so let me show you a prayer that I came across this week. It's a prayer in scripture. It's a prayer from one of the probably less well-known books of the Bible, 3 John. It's only got one chapter in 3 John. And in this book, this one chapter, the writer who is the Apostle John, he issues this prayer. He says this to one of his friends. Dear friend, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you just as you are progressing spiritually. You see, John's friend is growing. John's friend is doing well. And John recognizes that and acknowledges that and sees that. And so he prays that other things in his life, including his health, would go as well as his spiritual growth. And my prayer for us as a church is that we would all progress spiritually in 2018. Yes, I do pray that you would enjoy good health this year. And I know many of you are praying that for your friends and your families. I am praying for our building project that we are undertaking in this next year. Certainly we'll be continuing to gather momentum. There are many things that I want to pray for us as a church. But the critical thing I want to pray is that every single one of us would progress spiritually. Because if that happens, everything else is impacted. But the question is, how do you respond to a question like, how are you doing spiritually? How do you measure it? How do you gauge it? How do you know where you're at? That's one of those questions that's all well and fine to ask, but how do you go about answering it? Well, let me, let me show you a couple of verses that may help in this process. The first is in Romans 8. Matt, I forgot to have the next slide. The first is in Romans 8, where Paul writes this, for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them for what reason? Why, why does God choose us? To become like his son. And in 2 Corinthians 3, Paul says again, and we all, all of us, are being transformed into the image of Jesus. You see, God wants all of us to become more like Christ. That's his desire. That is his intention. And to progress spiritually, to be growing in your faith, looks like, and it means that you are becoming more and more like Jesus. And so as we think about our spiritual health this morning, as we do a bit of a health check, here is the real question I want to, here's a better question. Are you more like Jesus now than you were this time last year? Are you more like Jesus now than you were this time last year? Does your life reflect more of Jesus than it did before? Am I and I ask this of us, am I increasingly walking and living more like Christ? Because as John says in 1 John, 
Those who claim to live in God, this is one of my, I know you know this, this is one of my favorite verses. Those who claim to live in God, so if you claim to be a Christian, what does John say? They must walk as Christ walked. So as I do a bit of a spiritual health check on my life, I've got to ask the question, David, are you today more like Jesus than you were this time last year? Are people increasingly seeing more of Jesus in your life on a day-by-day basis? John Newton, who wrote that hymn, that great hymn we sang earlier, Amazing Grace, let me share one of his prayers. Some of you may know this. This is a great prayer for 2018. The next one, please, Matt. Dear Lord, I know I am not who I one day will be, but I thank you that I am not who I used to be. Please make me more like Christ today than I was yesterday. And please answer that prayer every day until the day I stand before him. You see, to be progressing spiritually, to be growing in your faith means becoming more and more like Jesus. It means being formed. It means being conformed. It means being transformed more into the likeness of Christ. John's friend was there. And I pray that every single one of us would also be there. But as we think about this in a little more depth, let me suggest a couple of questions, and I'm I'm going to speak for a lot shorter than I normally do this morning. But let me suggest a couple of questions that will kind of help you to diagnose how you're doing, the state of your spiritual help. Plus, these questions may even help to improve your spiritual help. And I'm taking these from that little booklet that will be available on Wednesday our day of prayer and fasting. First question I want to ask you is this. Now, this is a personal question. Some of you may even be a little uncomfortable with this question, but it's a really important one. And here it is. Next one for me, Matt. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? As I say, I, I know that's very personal. And it may even be an awkward question for some people to think about. Jesus asked it directly to the apostle Peter, not just once, but he asked it three times. He said, Peter, do you love me? You see, Jesus wanted to check where Peter was at. Peter had really messed up. Peter had kind of got it badly wrong. But Jesus didn't ask him, listen, what have you done Jesus doesn't ask him, what are you going to do? Jesus just asks him, Peter, do you love me? Because you see, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Do you love Jesus? Recently, as a a church, we read our way through the book of Ephesians, which is a letter that's addressed to a good church. It's actually addressed to a growing church. But there's a warning. And many of you know this. There's a warning regarding that particular good and growing church that every church needs to hear. Because whenever whenever another letter, a different letter was opened, and read to that church some years later, 
it contained tragic, sobering words from Jesus. There were some good things to say to that church in the, net, in the second letter, and those things were said, but Jesus then had to say words that must have shattered their world. And here are the words Jesus said to the church in Ephesus. Next one for me, Matt. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love that you had at first. You see, it happens. Churches and Christians grow cold in their love of Jesus. For all kinds of reasons, I know. And as a result, you kind of shift or you drift. You drift from a relationship of love to a relationship of routine. And you start to kind of go through the motions. And I know this has happened to me many times in my life, I'll be really honest. You end up simply doing things, good things, right things, but you stop doing the most important thing, which is loving Jesus. So Jesus comes along and says, do you love me? I not what have you done? Not what are you doing? Let me get to the heart of the matter, which is the matter of the heart. Do you love me? Do you love me? It's a key indicator of your current spiritual health. And if it's been lost or if it's diminishing, then the question is, well, how do you get it back again in a sense? Well, the way to rekindle your love for Jesus is not by focusing on your love for Jesus. It's by seeing the intensity of his love for you. The way to get back to a point where you can say, yeah, I'm in love with Jesus. I'm returning to my first love, the love that I once had that, yes, if I'm really honest, I have kind of lost. But the way to return to your first love is to remind yourself how much he loves you. The guy who, who wrote that little booklet says this, if you feel loveless towards Jesus, don't focus on your love for him. Delight in his love for you. And so back to Ephesians. And some of you will know where I'm going with this. Back to Ephesians. What is Paul's prayer for the believers in Ephesus? It's this next one, Matt. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp, this is his prayer, I want you to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep, not as your love for Jesus, but Jesus' love for you, the love of Christ. And I want you to know that love that surpasses knowing anything else, surpasses all knowledge. And when we grasp or re-grasp the extent of Jesus' love for us, it refreshes our love for him. And if we need to do that this morning, if we need to remind ourselves that Jesus loves me, this I know, then I encourage you to refresh your love for Jesus by re-grasping his love for us and by staring again at this table, staring again at the cross, which this table reminds us of, a broken body, shed blood. This reminds us just how much Jesus loves us.
And when we see that afresh, and when we press refresh on that, then it inspires us to love Jesus again, to rediscover our first love. So the first question is, do you love Jesus? Here's the second question. I'm nearly done. Second question is this. Thanks, Matt. The next one. Do you love one another? As you look around you this morning, and I know some of you, and it's great to have lots of visitors here this morning. I know some of you don't know one another, but lots of you do. Do you love this lot? As you look around, do you love them? On one occasion, Jesus gave his disciples an insight. It was an insight into how you actually remain in the love of Jesus. Jesus said, listen, here's how you remain in my love. He says, you do it by keeping my commands. No, you do it by keeping one command. And by the way, if you do this one command, says Jesus, your joy will be complete. And then he says this. Here's the only command I'm giving you. The next slide, please, man. My command is this. Love one another as I have loved you. It's strikingly simple. It's deeply challenging. But our love for one another is a Christ-given diagnostic for knowing if we truly love Jesus. You see, if we want to remain in the love of Jesus, and we want to keep his commands, which prove, because Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands. If we want to know what it means to remain in the love of Jesus and keep his commands, then all we've got to do is one thing. That's love each other. But how do you do that? Because as you look around, I have no doubt there are people you will lock eyes with and you will think, that person's easy to love. That person, not so much. So how do we get back on track? How do we stay on track? Do we look inside of ourselves? Do we try to summon up feelings of love for the person that's sitting across the way from us or in front of us or behind us? Do we try to muster up the will to love one another? No. We don't look inside ourselves. We gaze outside of ourselves at the love of God in sending Jesus to die for us. We look again at the cross. Because whenever you do this, I mean, Christian in many ways is really simple. Love God, love Jesus, love others. How do you love others? You look at the love of God expressed in Jesus on the cross as he lays down his life for us. Because here's what it means. And let me read some words that Shannon actually read part of earlier on. They're from 1 John chapter 4. Here they are again. This is love. Not that we loved God. Not that we loved God. But that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, here's the thing. Since God so loved us, we've also got to love one another. Refocus on God's love for you. Expressed most graphically in the cross and then allow that to inspire your love for one another. That's how we love one another. 
don't muster it up within ourselves. We don't try to work it up. It's not about how we feel about those around us. It's about realizing how much God loves us. And dear friends, if you realize how much God loves you, then you ought to love others. And so as you reflect on your spiritual health today or this week or Wednesday, and please, as I say, please come on Wednesday. Please pick up one of those little booklets. But as you respond to that opening question, how are you doing spiritually? Let me just leave you with these two questions, Matt. Do you love Jesus? Do you love one another? Because the answers to those will indicate where you're at. Plus, even asking them may help you press refresh and improve your spiritual health in 2018. Dear friends, may we all progress spiritually in 2018. Travis.